0: Welcome to the Skyda Softball Podcast. Your host, Matt Scott, will be interviewing players from past events and future events. And now, your host, Matt Scott.
1: Hey, everybody. We at the 521 Filling Station are a proud sponsor of the South Carolina Youth Diabetes Association and their celebrity softball game. Come down to see us at the 521 Filling Station here in Kershaw, South Carolina, home of the 16 ounce rib Hey, this is Barry Klankeneck with Klank's Mosquito and Ant Control. We're a proud sponsor of the South Carolina Youth Diabetes Association and their celebrity softball game. Uh, if you need a quote or have any questions, feel free to reach out via Facebook. And,
0: hey, ladies and gentlemen, I know it's been a minute. Bear with me. It's Finally, another episode of the Sky to Softball podcast, number 60. It's hard to believe I've done 60 of these episodes with guests from Jordan Banks, uh, Ricky Sapp, and even the Lancaster County favorites from John Coffin, Logan Sowell. And now we have Mr. Noah Raven, who won the MVP awards for Team Hudson at the 2022 Sky to Softball game. Noah, thanks for coming on, my guy.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you.
0: So no, one of the questions I it's it's a basic question I tell everybody, who was your favorite athlete to watch growing up?
1: Derek Jeter. My dad was a Yankees fan, which I know a lot of people don't like, but I grew up a big Derek Jeter fan.
0: Jeter, what so did you ever have to think for A Rod?
1: I mean, you know, he was on the Yankees, so I mean he was cool, but I was a I was a big Jeter guy.
0: I was like, I just remember reading the things where a-Rod and Jeter, it's like, did they ever get along, truthfully? but
1: yeah, I see a lot of stuff about that. i seen a thing the other day said that they said squash their beef. But, you know, A-Rod was a shortstop before he came over there.
0: Yeah, because I remember, I want to say it was the All-Star game in Seattle in the early 2000s where I think Jeter, A-Rod – Cal Ripken were all selected and then A-Rod finally went over third base when Ripken play shortstop in his final all-star game which I, I thought it was cool looking back on don't get me wrong yeah uh, you, you know it's, it's, God I feel like I made everybody sound old talking about <sighs> that. but uh, no me and you were talking before where you kind of you kind of pretty much been at all the sports, you know, specific with your high school, you know, baseball, football, golf. It's kind of my I think my question being is playing more than one sport, how was that for you to stay in the I guess you would say the physical condition and just you know switching from one sport to the other? What was that like?
1: I feel like, personally, you know, you see a lot of kids nowadays that pick one sport and they play that sport all year round, nothing but that sport. But I always felt like it was easy to get burnt out doing that, you know. So, yeah, I like to mix stuff up. I enjoyed all sports. I wasn't always the best at all sports, but I enjoyed all sports. And I'd seen a lot of – have seen a, a video – Uh, John Carlos Stanton talking about kids should play as many sports as they could. I just feel like, you know, if you're in the sport, it's always going to have you in a better condition than if you're doing something in the offseason for another sport.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, I feel like that was the one thing that was not – I feel like it was – some people tried to – I guess you could say promote it more or playing more than one sport was a good thing because granted I will admit I was hard headed back when I in high school. Some people some people that know me will probably say I'm still hard headed now. But uh, you know, in high school where I was a baseball guy at heart, but from all the conditioning and working out from you know, I first started lifting weights in seventh grade. Yeah. And the football coaches, they eyeballed me like I was the next big thing, which I thought was hilarious. But looking back on it, I wish I kind of – I kind of wish I did put, kind of stuck my foot in that, just give it a try.
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't want to
0: – you always hate to believe that what-if question in play. I agree uh, with that. So, I mean, I think me and you are both are agreeing playing more than one sport is a good thing.
1: I just feel like if you can do it, you might as well do it because, you know, now that you're out of that, it's, you know, what, what, what could happen if I would have?
0: Yeah, and I think you see where you got, like, I think the, the common thing for high school kids now is, like, You see some go from football to baseball because it, you know, you you're able to condition your, you know, work out your body year round and work similar ligaments and such. And I'm sure somebody might correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But, you know, that's always I think the common thing I've noticed, especially in Lancaster County's point of view. And like I said, I think it's a good thing, you know, seeing guys trying to get more sports under their belt because I think it develops more opportunities at any college level. Uh huh. So, when, uh, what position did you play in baseball, basketball, and football? For what I recall, you telling
1: me, I played center field in baseball. I kind of played. Every position in basketball but center, I got stuck there a few times, but that was just you know trash minutes. And in football, I was a receiver and very shortly, uh, DB. Okay,
0: and then I remember you told me you, you've been able to swing the golf club a few times. What's your did you ever? Well, I guess, I guess the question is this what was the best score you? recorded
1: to date the i have shot probably ten or 12 times I cannot get past 80 even I've shot you know 36 37 on nine but through 18 holes I've never broke 80 and everybody
0: at home realizes that he's a lot that noah is a lot better than me at the golf course
1: <laughs> now i can i can still go out there and shoot ninety five. But I'd say I'd I, I say
0: I'm a little about ninety five hundred depends on how many golf balls I lose.
1: On a good day, it's low eighties. On a bad day, it's around ninety. I usually sit probably 85, 86.
0: Show off. So, uh, where's where's has been the? Uh, I guess you could say where's the best course you've been to.
1: The best course I've been to is is um, I was staying at one of my aunt's house in Oak Island, and I played Carolina National Golf Club. It's in, um, I think it's Wilmington, I think it is. That was the nicest course I've ever been to. I played a couple down at, in Myrtle Beach, and, you know, all the courses around here, Pageland, Kershaw, Lancaster, Edgewater. But that Carolina National Golf Course was the nicest golf course I've been to.
0: I say I've been to I've been to a few nice ones. I think one of them, if you ever, if you ever get out there, is probably. I think it's still called Legacy Pines, but it was the I think it was the Shriner's course. But God knows how long. It's up <laughs> in Greenville, and Tommy Beershank, who played. In the 2016 event, uh, 2015, too golly, Uh, he helped us get our first ever golf tournament started and things like that. Tommy was on the tour. But uh, that course up there in Greenville was stout. It was holy moly. And the bad part was a a crappy golfer like me goes up there and makes a fool out of myself. I'm sitting there thinking, oh, let's just leave the the course in one piece. That's all we got to do.
1: Uh-huh. there.
0: I think the one course that tore me to shreds, though. And I doubt, Chandler Norville, if you're listening to this, you
1: will agree. Edgewater. Edgewater tore me up. Edgewater can be – Edgewater <laughs> is, is a hard course. I, I tend to play pretty good there. I A lot better – See, Memorial
0: Day last year, me, my uncle, and his son-in-law, we went up to this one course in Loca- Locust, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the course's name, but it was nice and everything. I did a lot better there than I would at Kershaw. I was like, what is this?
1: See, Kershaw, <laughs> excuse me, because Kershaw is supposed to be easy. Edgewater's is supposed to be hard. Nine times out of ten, I will shoot a better score at Edgewater than I would at Kershaw. I like for sense. all my
0: fellow bunny hoppers out there, you know how bad I can be sometimes at the Kershaw Golf Course. And sometimes I can swing it, especially my driver.
1: One thing about golf. I'm about to say that
0: John Daly once said, I don't pull fat. And I say, I got in my, in my, in my in my, you know what? that's all I can joke about. But, uh, So I, had, I know we talked about the golf courses, but uh, I'm sure there was somewhere over your time between the years of baseball. Was there ever a high school or a field at a certain high school that stood out to you?
1: As a see. way in
0: field, I guess you could say.
1: Um, you know, always a big fan mm-hmm. of the home field, probably just. Whatever you're used to, you really like. But I was always a big fan of our field. Just something about playing there. I loved it. Um, What's another field? We went to York Comprehensive High School for, uh, I want to say it was a spring break tournament. Yeah. Maybe my sophomore year. And it was like the first – like turf infield, I'd ever played on, and I thought that was really nice.
0: Man, the one, the, the one whole, field, been, the one place I recall my this is the, the lone spring break tournament I ever played in. We played at Gilbert. I remember Gilbert, and there was two other, and I want to say Blythewood. It was all down towards Columbia, uh-huh. and you. When I say felt out of place, I look at that. It, it's like I look at our side, and then we look at the, their side. I'm like,
1: "Yep." We That's how a- I. I mean, that school is like. I mean, it looks like it would be a large college. Odd.
0: Speaking of large colleges, me and you were talking about this off air, Columbia air International University, that field was totally underestimated by me.
1: Yes, it was it was the fungus. I remember the home run derby.
0: Yeah, a lot of people do. Which I which, if anybody that listens to this podcast and it was a part of the 2021 Home Run Derby, I do apologize. But but granted, I can't say much, because I almost hit one out of there on the fly, but too hot the fence. But uh, yeah, that was, I still take responsibility for that, because I realized, I was like, oh my, it might be in trouble.
1: What was it, like 390? Yeah, because when we've gone from
0: years prior, when we've gone from the... Slow pitch softball field at Buford. I know which you know which you I'm talking about. Uh-huh. To AJ's softball field in 2019. There's gonna be a little gap
1: in between. A little bit. Who I think it was um Chris Farnsworth that won that home run derby, didn't he? No, uh,
0: you're thinking of Kyle. But uh
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Brent, Brandon Falconberry won the Derby.
1: Did he? I can't remember. What was it? It wasn't it. was like two or three home runs, wasn't it? Yeah, it
0: was the lowest home run derby to date. And if you, if anybody still wonders about the highest, go to look back at AJ in 2019 because, oh my gosh, them balls are flying out left and right. Well, I'll say that 2020 wasn't terrible. 2020 was a fun one. That view for being under the evening, evening skies. Mm hmm which I guess kind of segues into my question now, you know, experiencing the softball game from the fan standpoint, what was that like?
1: It was cool seeing seeing some faces there, you know, and then seeing some, you know, everybody talking about who's coming up and what they're doing, where they're playing at, whatever, where they played at. It's a cool experience. And then looking at all the stuff, you know, the options and things, the food trucks that were there, I enjoy food. It was I just a pretty good experience all around, you know, just being there, talking to people.
0: Yeah, we try to have a good experience for everybody. And then fast forward to this last year, year nine. At, well, basically I was, I guess you say introduced to you through Mickey Taylor, which... As anybody has heard me talk about, shout out to Mickey for helping us get through 2020 because 2020 was a year for a lot of for a lot of people that struggled. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Mickey told you know Mickey was like, hey, heard you need somebody extra. Here's this one kid, no name Noah. He played ball. If you if you ha- if you want to have him, he'll be there. I was like, shoot, I'll take it. And then, fast, you know, coming out to play, playing under the lights with basically these guys and girls that you probably heard everybody talk about. What was that like?
1: It was cool. I did, you know, talking to everybody. You know, where would you play at? I played at this university. I played at this university. I played for this, you know, major league team. Where would you play at? And I would be like, you know, Buford High School. Hey, it was, it's all—it's all about the local connection. I know I was, you know, but I mean, I had a I had a great time. Just, I mean, talking to people, just shagging balls in the home run derby. It was a great time.
0: Yeah, I think that last year's home run derby did a lot better than twenty
1: twenty one. Yeah. I seen, I watched a lot of balls go over the fence. Specifically, I'm. Oh gosh! As I'm the one, as
0: I'm the one feeding, the, you know, being the pitcher to Adam Westmoreland.
1: He was the the lefty guy.
0: One of them. He was in the. I think he was wearing gray that day. And then Zach Watts in orange, the other lefty. Those two. And I say it with, with all the love of my heart for them, too. They scared the bejesus out of me when they had a few balls come right by my head.
1: I said, I know the, the guy that won it. Yeah, Zach. It was just, I mean, it was just P-Rod's backside every time. I was like, that is insane. And then come in the game, and he pulls one into that light pole.
0: <laughs> yeah. When it, as soon as it hit the light pole, I looked at uh Palmer. I said, Yeah, I'm sorry about that. That
1: ball was crushed.
0: I said, I've never seen a ball. That's the second ball I've ever seen cranked that hard in in the event history. First one being Kyle Martin, who played at USC. He hit one in Malden, at the rec field in Malden in 2015, and that thing was
1: cranked
0: in the center field trees. And it was high up, kind of similar to, to the way Zach hit that one in uh, Langster. I'm thinking, my gosh, we're not finding that one.
1: Yeah, the softballs. <laughs> Baseballs.
0: Oh, yeah, softballs are whew, they expensive, especially when they got my logo on them. Yeah. I think the one thing that scared me, though, in the home run derby, Every time I saw a car come up going past right field, and it's them two hitting, I'm like, please don't hit a car.
1: Because they definitely get it out there.
0: I know they could. That's what scared me. I'm like, please don't do it, guys. I know we got insurance, but please, don't let us use it.
1: It's good to have. and also oh, to have, I'm like, we don't need
0: to pull out the card.
1: Yeah. right. keep that.
0: I think – the next question I was going to have for you was this. Uh, what was your favorite moment from your first time playing?
1: Favorite moment is probably, you know, first first ground ball I got, I was switching out at short with uh, Brett Percival. First ground ball I got, through it probably five foot over my first baseman's head, and I hit a guy in the leg standing behind him. So, you know, that's one of them things that, like, you don't want to do it, but it kind of, you know, calms your nerves down. Yeah. And then a couple minutes later, I had that ball hit in the 5-6 hole that I backhanded and threw it. And just thankfully whoever was running was slow. I don't remember who it was, but shout out to them.
0: I'm just glad you didn't catch that grounder I hit up the middle in my last at-bat. I think it was Brett that went short. Because I remember – yeah, y'all two switched and then ninth inning, or no, 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 at the bottom of the eighth. It, I could be wrong. Bottom of the eighth, or, or it was either the eighth or the ninth. I remember hitting a ground ball at the middle. Isaiah around first. Somebody from y'all's outfield threw the ball in. It was wild. My guy goes from second to third. And then my fat butt, which I'm sure you remember me seeing me do this at CIU. Ball went mm-hmm. 21 at CIU, I hit a grand ball on the left and so the ball went under the left fielder's glove. As I'm looking at it, I'm like, all right, I'm going for it. As I got to second base, it's at CIU, I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm dying. This is a lot farther than I expected. <laughs> and then same thing at Lancaster. I'm like, all right, we're about to we're going for it. If it's like if my hamstrings go out, I'll go out in the blaze of glory. And I yeah. got to second I'm like, Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And then old Scott Mathis got in third base. He walks up to me. He says, do you hate, do you hate uh, playing softball now? I'm like, oh, my gosh. You have no idea, brother. I'm dying out here. But, uh, yeah, it was a fun time, especially having it back in Lancaster County under the lights.
1: Yeah, it shocked, me. It shocked me. When I got out there, you know, I'm, I played some infield in middle school, and then you know, about eighth grade, it was permanently outfield. I go out there, and they're like, "You gonna play shortstop?" I said, "Well, we're going for it." You know, if I got a spot to play, I don't care if I don't care if I'm pitching or if I'm umping, I'm gonna do it. Hey, you got the job done. I think
0: there was, I think there was a picture of you out there somewhere. Uh, it was either you or Gage that jumped up and caught the ball barehanded at second.
1: So I think you were at shortstop in the picture. Uh, yeah. Do what? Okay, so that was, there was a ground ball hitting me. Yeah. And I went down the fielder that hit something and bounced up and hit me in the chest. And when it hit me in the chest, it kind of ricocheted up and he caught it one-handed. Okay. And that to get that dude out a second, that was a good picture. Yeah, it almost looked like I meant to do it. <laughs> hey, it's all and it's all in
0: the in the moment. That's like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. There was a nice little talk, little
1: ESPN highlight for you. Uh huh. Definitely poke my chest out to bounce it to him. Got to.
0: But uh, yeah, brother. So, as we're kind of basically rounding the third, and heading home for this. Interview first one in a while. I know it might not be much because obviously, me as I've been trying to schedule a few episodes to do this past week. Noah was one of them, no was was well aware at the time of this. I was recovering from being sick as a dog, and then you know, finally, we finally got 100%. I'm like, all right, we're going to get a podcast in because I need to. Because I looked at it, I said, my gosh, it's been a month since the last one yeah? Uh, question for you, Noah, is, and I ask everybody this, it's a cheesy question, <clears throat> but uh, being a part of this event now, you know, from a player, from a playing standpoint, you know, being able to help kids with type 1 diabetes because I remember I think you were told or you know what we do what we you know what we do it for and then last year when we raised $12,000 in Lancaster and then the year before $10,000 at CIU being a part of this family because I tell everybody it's we're all it's all one big family you know I always leave the welcome man mad out for anybody that wants to come back and play so being a part of this event and organization basically going forward what's that like for for you being a part
1: of this well you know you just it's feeling you know everybody always feels like you know, watching it's cool, but when you're, you know, part of it, it feels like you're actually doing something for, you know, a great cause. And you know, it just makes it makes you feel good. It makes you feel good that, you know, something's happening for the kids. And I mean it's just, you know, a cool thing to be a part of. And you know,
0: <laughs> nine years now, it's crazy to think that we've gotten this far, you know, good Lord willing. Mm -hmm. but uh it's it's crazy to think because i you know i've been telling some people you are one of those people that we are i'm in the works of an announcement stay tuned in the coming weeks for anybody that listens to the podcast or follows the Skyda softball social media platforms you know whatever it may be i know we're still working On the whole merchandise deals, I'm I'm trying to figure out the bells and whistles for that, so stay tuned for that. I will make a mention of that. Uh, If For anybody that's listening around the Georgia area, uh, go over to the Camp Sweet Escape Facebook page. They are putting on a 5K event down in Georgia. Uh, Signups are still open. Uh, Sign up by I think January 31st. You'll i want to say it's a sh- shirt or something that they i'm sure the post could tell you a lot better than i could but uh give that give that a look if you're interested in participating donating or heck even a sponsor if you're down there in the georgia area but uh Noah, before i forget there's i usually let my let the guest you know have have a plug you know feel free to throw anything out there Brief little shout out or whatever you want to do before is yours.
1: Oh gosh, but okay. Well, I want to say shout out to Mickey for you know making this possible. If he wouldn't have uh, you know hooked me up with the connections, I wouldn't have never got the player to play or be a part of it. And I'll shout out to my family. Guarantee none of them are listening because they don't know about this, but I have to get them to listen.
0: I say hey, that, that, that means more more people get to listen to the podcast and talk no more about.
1: I'll hook you up. And shout out to my girlfriend Ashley. Hey guys, shout out the Mrs.
0: Uh-huh. And well, for those at home, as always, the so the checkout sky to softball dot com sky softball g on twitter and instagram sky the softball game on facebook and if i recall correctly i think that's all the social medias uh oh and how can i tell you me uh sky to softball podcast wherever you get your podcasts such as apple spotify whatever other podcast apps there may be i'm still learning more about those to this day but uh once but Noah, thanks again for coming on to the podcast. We, we're glad to have you on and hopefully we get together and hopefully get ready for this uh announcement that me and you are fully have been fully disclosure over. And let's have some fun in twenty twenty three, shall we? Yes, sir. And for those listening at home, thanks again for listening to this episode of the Sky Softball Podcast.
1: Hey guys, we at On Campus Sports Cards are a proud sponsor of the South Carolina Youth Diabetes Association and their Celebrity Softball Game. Come see us in Murrells Inlet, South Carolina. We're open from 10.30 to 5 p.m. Monday through Saturday.